welcome to Soulmates Podcast. On this week, we're going to be offering a new segment called Thought for Your Thoughts. <laughs> if you get that reference, get on. We just watched the end of Parks and Rec. You just gave it away! <laughs> Come on. Yeah, okay. Obscure references, ho! <laughs> We're not Judge John Hodgman. Yeah. yeah. So, hello, welcome to Soulmates Podcast. If you liked our opening theme song, it is by 8-Bit Ninjas, and it's called Shiny Spaceship, and you should check them out. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. 8-Bit stuff. Cool. We didn't introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Rachel. <laughs> And I'm confused. <laughs> no, I'm Emily. Alright, and on this week's, this bi-weekly show, we are... Today's. T- today's show, we're covering um, the anime The Devil is a Part-Timer, as well as a new, K- well not new, but a K-drama entitled She Was Pretty. I thought it was pretty new. No, it was actually released September 2015. September 2015 is only, like, a couple months old. Okay, so it's relatively new. Yeah. Less than a year old. Yes. Okay. I was like, dang, it's old. It has a lot of really current references, that's why. Yes, it does, which is uh, refreshing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, The Devil is a Part-Timer is a relatively new anime as well, right? It came out in 2013, so not so Okay! <laughs> Never mind! So The Devil is a Part-Timer uh, started as a light novel. There were two manga adaptations, and then the anime came out. And the anime has 13 episodes. It was released in 2013, so you can find it on Netflix, which is where we watched it, but also some other dubious sources like Kiss Anime and stuff like that. That's up to you. That's up to you. We're not here to tell That's you That's up to you, you and the do. NSA, but... <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's been out for a while. It's pretty short, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. Why don't you read them the plot summary so we can dig deep into the deets? Okay, the demon lord Satan and one of his generals, Alciel, escaped the world of Entei Isla through a gate to modern Tokyo, Japan, after being confronted by the hero Amelia and her companions. However, due to a lack Due to the lack of magic in the modern contemporary world, both Satan and Alciel change into forms representing what they would look like if they were human. In order to survive, Satan takes a part-time job in a fast food restaurant named McRonald, <laughs> while Alciel serves as his houseman, mm. his waifu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one day, Satan, who now goes by Sadao Mao, Sadao Mao, meets a girl who is actually the hero, Amelia, who now goes by Emiusa. The story then unfolds and explores the personalities of each of the characters and their moral values. More characters show up from Ente Isla, and they too face the new world dilemmas, often comically. So that's the basic plot summary. Uh, we watched five episodes of it, because mm-hmm. that's all we had time for. And honestly... They're 30 minute episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, 25 minute about. Mm. Honestly, I feel like we could have suffice with only watching three episodes yeah i mean i i enjoy it but it wasn't what i thought it was going to be yeah there isn't there wasn't much of an overarching uh storyline other than like a weird not very pressing need that we need to get back to our home 
Yeah, like, there's no, like, major conflict that they're always talking about. There was one for, like, two to three episodes Mm -hmm. with some characters. um, And and it's kind of confusing that everyone has two names. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I was very conflicted on this show. It Parts of it are really funny. I mean, he works at a fucking fast food restaurant, and yeah. he takes it very seriously. That stuff is spot on. It is it, That stuff's really funny. Um, but when they try to, like, tie it back to Ente Isla, it's like, I'm, like, lost. Like, it yeah. doesn't feel like enough of their characters from that world carried over, and it just feels, I don't know, weird. Yeah, um... Like a plot they're dragging along. Yeah, like, the premise was good, but I feel like they should have honestly just focused him at this... The, the comedy of someone, you know, Satan, being forced to work part-time mm-hmm. at a fast food place, that's pretty fucking funny, and I feel like they should have focused on that, and I could see how the other characters from their other lives would come in, and maybe, I had thought before we started watching that they would all end up working at McRonald's together, and right. hijinks would ensue, and stuff like that, but that didn't really end up happening. No, it didn't. No, and... <laughs> The only people who really work at his place is uh, Sadao Mao, which is the devil, and then a pink-haired girl, who I cannot remember her name, because all I think to call her is just Titty. <laughs> just Titty Bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all she is. Uh, she's two pairs of boobs. Isn't she the Yandere, too? Yeah, she's kind of Yandere. Yandere Titty Bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, her character is kind of annoying. And then their manager, who, but she's not really there. So it's like three people who work there. Right. And then some of the customers. And so Sadao is supposed to be older, I guess. And he appears to be in his early 20s. But this girl mm. is like 16, 17, has gigantic boobs, of course, mm-hmm. and like pink hair and a very, very high pitched voice. She's a baby voice. I'm a sexy baby. A sexy little baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that just annoys me on the deepest level. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like, what sick man thought that was a good idea? Ooh, you couldn't do I'm coming for this guy. I'm, I swear to God. No woman on the face of the planet is like that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. At least not all the time. Um, there's also, the hero Amelia is extremely yandere, or not yandere, sundere, to contrast the yandere-ness of Titty Bitch. So, she's like, it's not like I, I like you, you devil, even though we spend the whole show hanging out. Yeah, and I'm practically stalking you. It's like, I'm kind of over that. Um... The, the relationship that I liked the most was between Satan and Asiel, which is obviously, like, a mother-son kind of thing, and at sometimes a husband. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's husband-husband. Husbando-husbando. <laughs> it's pretty gay, guys. Yeah. It's, it's pretty gay. And then, like, everything was okay. Like, I was getting a handle on those, like, four, basically four main characters. And then they just start adding people in. Start adding people in. Like, like ten new characters. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot wrap my mind around this. And like Emily said earlier, they all have two names. Yeah. They all now have two names. So it's incredibly confusing. You don't know who's from Ente Isla and who's just, you know, from the planet. And it's just, it's very weird. And they change hair color and, yeah. and outfits. And yeah. you're like, was that? I don't know. They kind of look the same, but it's an anime where everyone kind of looks the same. 
Speaking of character designs, these characters remind me so much of Fire Emblem characters, only I deeply love Fire Emblem because even though you don't really see much of the characters, they at least have distinct personalities. Yeah. Yeah, the they remind me, especially Amelia, reminds me a lot of Fire Emblem characters, and also uh, that fairy tale character who's also a redhead. Oh, Urza Scarlet? Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. It's her hair. Yeah, it's, I don't know, Urza Scarlet, though, is not, like, super tsundere. Like, she has that element, but is other things, too. She's definitely still an annoying trope, but she's, like, two annoying tropes instead of one. (laughs) (laughs) So, some progress there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, when the... So, the whole premise of this is that they don't really have magical abilities Except in the world. Except when they do. Except when they do, which I was just like, really? Well, apparently Ugh. they get stronger when they feed off of negative human emotions. The so, bad guys, anyways. The, and the devil, I guess, too. You know. Because he, he... Okay, so... I, I don't know. I, I This is confusing, okay? Yeah. This whole thing is confusing. So, to get in a little bit of spoilery territory... Uh, there are some characters, there is, um, yeah, Lucifer. Lucifer was, uh, is different than Satan, by the way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's there's a separate character, Lucifer, and there's a separate character, Satan, which is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, th- like, Lucifer teams up with a member of, like, the high-ranking church in Anti-Isla, and they're causing all these earthquakes and it's uh, and muggings and murders in the place where Sadao and his boyfriend live, and it's causing a lot of negative human emotions and like fear, and that's what makes them powerful. But somehow Sadao was also able to feed off of that, and then Hulk out and become like eight feet tall and get horns, and then like he went full up. Uh, Baphomet, like, with goat hooves and, yeah. and like, horns and talons. And I was like, whoa, okay. But, so, you know, I guess biblically the devil has some different forms. Mm-hmm. So he went for, like, the full goat devil. I, and Lucifer was obviously the fallen angel archetype because yeah. he, he had the angel wings. Yeah. So that's still confusing, though, to a Western audience, I guess. To have two different, yeah. That that are used interchangeably in English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. By the way, Yandere Titty Bitch loves He Thick, He Hulked Out. Like, oh, she loved it. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was incredibly disgusting. Um, This show, mm. probably not going to watch any more of it. Probably not. I- I'm probably done. Also, we watched it dubbed because uh, Kyle wanted to watch it dubbed because he's like, eh, I have to do homework, but I still want to know what's going on. So we put on subtitles and watched it dubbed, and <sighs> there are a lot of liberties taken with dubbing. Yeah, there were, a- especially the show, Yeah, there were a lot of very strange liberties that they took. Yeah, they like completely different from the subtitles, and I was like, Okay. Yeah. And the uh, pink-haired titty bitch, her voice was even worse in English. Yeah. I just, I don't understand why it is a choice. It is a choice for these high, just great, like, nagging, grating voices. Yeah. Sexy babies. Why is this a choice? 
I can understand a weird fetish element in the anime, but if you're dubbing it for American audiences who are statistically more conservative. Yeah. What's with the sexy baby routine? I don't know. I feel like it's been done so many times now that, like, even people who watched, like, dubbing audiences are, expect that. Like, it's like, it's like an anime voice that they are, associate stuff with. Which is Like, everything needs to sound like Vic Magana. Yeah. Vic Vagina. Vic Vagina. I'm sorry, it's Vic Mangina. Manana. Yeah. Sorry, Vic. He's never gonna fucking hear this. Vic Vic Cabana Beach. (laughs) Vic Cabana. Vic Cabana. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I I feel like now that's a voice people associate with anime, so they use it. And annoying 14-year-old people use it as well. It's... If you're voice acting for an an anime, you obviously have the talent to make other voices. voices. Yeah, Yeah. like a a human woman doesn't sound like that. Yeah, she could. It is a choice by the producers, by the director. You know, they're like, give us sexy baby voice for this role. It's and they're like, again, okay. I mean, I could just use you know like a different woman's voice. It's like no sexy little baby voice. And like I can understand them wanting wanting uh, pink haired titty bitch to sound younger because she's supposed to be a teenager. But being a teenager doesn't mean you sound like a baby. Yeah, you've gone through puberty. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm dumbfounded. I'm tired of it. You know. I don't usually watch dubs. If I'm going to watch a dubs, it's probably something that I originally saw dubbed, mm-hmm. like something from childhood that was on Toonami, because that's just what I'm comfortable, like, remembering. And so I normally don't watch dubs, and even in Japanese audio, it's, like, really high-pitched. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, what are you afraid of, making people sound like people? And it just... The the thing that bothers me is that it's like the impression that I get is that it's a it's fetishy. Oh yeah, I get that impression as well. It's for male fans. It just something about it just puts me off as a as a woman and as an anime fan. I think that this well, industry can do better than this than pandering to gross guys. Yeah, and it, it's disappointing because all the female characters in that show are one note. Yeah. They are one way and they are not any other... Like, every single woman I've ever met in my life is multifaceted in some Even capacity. the most basic of bitches. Yes. <laughs> it still has multiple, like, elements to their personality. And they're not always obsessed with a man. Like... This does not pass the Bechdel test at all. They're always talking. Even when they were alone, the two girl characters, they were talking about Satan. I think when that blue, the new blue-haired girl, who I can't remember, was talking to Amelia about clothes, that might pass. That might pass. But again, that is such a, like, a small part of the plot. Yeah. They don't get to be anything else besides what, the, what they are in relation to the main male character. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah, and I feel like they could have really delved deep in... I know it's supposed to be a comedy, but a lot of comedies also have dramatic elements. And they played with it a little, but Amelia's conflicted feelings about basically teaming up with Satan, who was her mortal enemy in Anti-Isla, who killed her father and, like, lit her village on fire... 
You know, there. Yeah. She was obviously conflicted in the show, but they never really touched on it more than her being like, well, I have to be the one to kill him. It's my right. I I won't let anyone else kill him because it's something I need to do. And that was kind of it. I felt like that's one of the points that they could have improved on. Well, you know, it was also a comedy. Brotherhood was a comedy. Yeah. It had well, co- it had comedic elements, but it was still it still had drama in it. Everybody still had a backstory. Yeah. Everyone had independent character uh, arcs that didn't depend on the Elric brothers. Yeah. The Mako Mori, if you will. Yes. So anyway, what would you rate this out of five? Two. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I've seen funnier things, and... The the plot wasn't there. It wasn't there. And it got confusing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a two for me, too. Hold our hands! <laughs> Do the plot, please! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Alrighty! So now on to something that was live action. So this was a K-drama, She Was Pretty, or Yun Yunin uh, Yapoda is the, the Hangul. Um, so basically, would you like to read the summary of this? <clears throat> okay. Can you over-romanticize a cherished memory from childhood? Ji Sung Yoon was a shy, porky kid who was constantly teased by other kids for his rotund shape. He was fat, guys. <laughs> when he transfers to a new school in fifth grade and meets Kim Hee Jin, the prettiest, most popular girl in school, his life turns around. The kind-hearted girl becomes his only friend and protector, and they become each other's first love. But then everything changes when Sung Joon's family immigrates to the United States. Heijin's father's business goes downhill, plunging her family from their previous wealthy lifestyle. But that's not all! <laughs> Heijin's beautiful looks initially took after her mother, but as soon as she hit puberty, her father's genetic skin condition takes hold and leaves her with a reddish facial scars that make her resemble a raccoon. She basically has rosacea. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen years later, Sung Jun is a whole new person, dashing and handsome, and a successful art director who is transferred from New York to the sole office of The Most Fashion Magazine to work as the deputy chief editor. He tries to find his childhood friend, but embarrassed by her current unglamorous appearance, Hye Jin passes off her best friend, the stunning Min Ha Ri, as herself. But when Hye Jin is suddenly transferred to the magazine department at her new job to work as an intern under Sung Jun. How much longer can she keep her true identity a secret? Thank you, Emily, for that novel. <laughs> that was so long. <laughs> okay, so this, this K-drama was released in September and finished airing around November, I think. I can't remember the exact date. It's on the front page of Vicky, which is a K-drama watching site. If you need a site, that's a great place to go to. Um, It's on their most popular of all time page. It's kind of near the bottom. Yeah. But this seems to be a relatively popular show. When I was searching for it, it was the first thing that popped up on the, like, search menu. And I can definitely see, after watching a lot of K-dramas, why this was so popular. (laughs) Why is it so popular, Emily? Because the plot is moving, moving, moving. Yeah. There's no weird long flashbacks. I mean, there is some flashbacks because the plot takes, you know, some of the plot is related to their childhood. But it's like constantly going, it's hitting plot points, and the plot points aren't dumb or filler. Yeah. It is like advancing the story. Yeah. And it's like 
I feel like a lot of dramas for the first couple episodes, it's kind of like reading a f- magazine fluff piece that is long and only really has two sentences of information. This was like reading a comic book. It was like fast, go, go, go. You're getting all the information. You know, it's fun and it's quick and it looks good. Yeah. So the, the first point of this drama that we were looking for she's not ugly no she's really not ugly <laughs> she's not ugly she, she has like a sunburn and which frizzy is, hair and frizzy hair and like a bad haircut yeah she's also super thin and tall yeah her friend is is a very beautiful woman yes but i i but i got news for you the actress that is playing the ugly character is also extremely beautiful um, would you expect anything else? No. You know, I feel like if they wanted to go, like, this is a comedy, but if they wanted to go hardcore drama, they could have been like, instead of, oh, she gets a rash, it's like, oh, she was in a horrible car accident and is a burn victim. <laughs> Emily, God. Well, I mean, yes, yes, I understand. Uh, but but for once, I'm really glad that they did not make the ugly actress, like, fat. Yeah. And that's it. Like, like, still beautiful, but just fat. It's like, she's hideous! No, she's fat and has glasses! Oh my god! It's like, that is both of us. Yes. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, Speaking of some fat-phobic things that uh, K-dramas do, um, I was wondering, because I've seen them, they exist, why don't you cast a attractive yet heavier build man like i'm not saying like like quote unquote fat but i'm saying like like just a larger man because the kid is like very rotund that they that they cast like he was he's, so cute he, he, he is adorable but he looks like a ball <laughs> <laughs> he looked like that kid from up yeah he, he he looks like the kid from up so i'm like Obviously, somebody with that kind of a build as a kid would have a bigger build when they're older, no matter how um, blessed they are genetically for later on. I feel like he could have been, like, I... But, like, like more of, like, a like a football player body, but still attractive like in Korean. Abara. Like, yes. muscular. Yes. I, I was like, why could... Because it is it is not believable that the actor that plays this kid is actually his, like, grown-up He's very person. slender. <laughs> he is extremely slender. He has a neck. This little kid did not have a neck. No, I, yeah, no I, neck. I feel like they could have cast someone who was, like, beefy. Yeah, and I, I, I would have, you know, gone along with that. Like, oh, I'm forgetting his name. It, it's one of the people in Super Junior who has, like, oh, yeah, eight-pack. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone from Super Junior is also in this, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah, like him, or even, even the chubby guy in Super Junior would have been a good cast for this. Okay, because he's still attractive. He's still attractive. He's just larger. And he can dance a storm. Um, but yeah, like, I, one of the guys from, um, this is off topic, but one of the guys I think from the Cox is also like heavy build, but extremely attractive. Why couldn't we have done that? Fat phobia, as normal. But anyways, um... At least they didn't have him like get plastic surgery. Oh yeah, I am like I am pound so beauty. I am yeah, I am so tired of that storyline. Oh, oh my god, it's like it is not that easy. They they make it it's it's like a it's like a montage of like three months of a girl running on a treadmill and then she's thin. It's like that is not how it works. But okay, yeah. Anyways, well she never got off. <laughs> she she never got off. She slept. She just had fluids pumped into her as she was running. Um... <laughs> 
So we're we're watching this <laughs> this episode. We only watched one because they're an hour long. And when I mean an hour long, they are an hour long. It is an hour of content, no and, commercials. And the summary of the series I just read, basically all of that happened in episode one. Right. So we're watching this, and towards the end of the episode, she basically, it's basically like a devil's wear, devil wears product kind of thing <laughs> at the end, but she's like sitting at a desk, and then the boss, like, uh, Anna Winter comes in or whatever. And she's so tan. And she is so tan. I thought it was a drag queen. I really, <laughs> I really thought it was a drag queen, and she comes in and she says, Buongiorno! <laughs> And at that point, me and Emily lost it. We were like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, it, but she, she wasn't a drag queen. No. Um, but she really looked like it at first. Very tiny and tan and had gigantic sunglasses. Yes. Like, like so tan. I'm, we only watched one episode, so I hope she is featured heavily in all the rest because we want to watch more of this. Yeah. Another thing is that, Emily mentioned this earlier, but uh, Siwon from Super Junior is in this K-drama, and he is kind of plays like a goofy character. He's I would like think. a goofy bad boy. He rides a motorcycle that they played Led Zeppelin. I know. <laughs> it was like ah, ah, and I was like, come what? from the land of the. <laughs> we were just like, what is happening? I was like, how did they get the rights to that? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Um. Yeah, so I, I am actually kind of excited to see what his character will do. I'm going to watch more of this K-drama. I don't know if Emily is going to. I'm going to watch more of it. Okay. Don't watch it without me. Okay. Um, two of the actors, the uh, ugly boy turned pretty man, he is played by uh, Park Seo Joon, and uh, also the ugly girl, uh, Huang Joon uh, Um, is from the K-drama I reviewed or we reviewed... Kill Me, Heal Me? Last year, yeah, which was Kill Me, Heal Me, which is the drama with the guy with multiple personalities. They were brother and sister in that K-drama, so now they have to play kind of like lovers almost, which I'm interested to see that interaction and how it is different. Yeah. 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 So, I'm interested about that. So, uh, what would you rate this drama out of five from Uh, the first episode? From the first episode alone, I'd say a four. Cool. Yeah, I would have to agree. I'm excited to see where this will go, and I appreciate that there are not lengthy flashbacks, although we will have to see in later episodes if they refer back to the same flashback, because they like to do that. Why? I don't understand. They, they refer back to the same flashback and then play the the, the <laughs> drama song, because with every K-drama, there's like this one like love song that they play over love and over and over. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so we'll have to see if they flash back to the same flashbacks they uh, went back to on the first episode over and over again with the song. What are your predictions for this show? Here's mine. Okay. okay, so... You're probably right. They are pretty predictable. You just like to see how they play out. Yeah, so Ugly Girl is going to be working closely with her childhood friend, mm-hmm. and they'll become friends, and then he'll eventually have to meet her pretty roommate, and she'll be like, so I uh, came back from England, and this is my roommate, and the bad boy is going to develop a crush on Ugly Girl because he thinks she's quirky and weird, but also yeah. likes her, uh-huh. but he's the one that likes her for her. Yeah. And then, in a turn of events... Uh, he'll like kiss her and then the childhood friend will be like oh sorry I ran into you guys while you're experiencing this kissing moment <laughs> and um, she'll be like no wait I'm sorry and then the childhood guy will feel weird about it he's like why do I feel this for, for my childhood love roommate and then uh, in another twist of events she'll tell him who she really is and they'll get together and then the bad boy will get together with her hot roommate cause he's shallow 
<laughs> that is my prediction. Yeah, I think something along that line will happen. Um, or, like, it'll somehow come out, like, the, like, Siwoon will find out that it is his childhood friend. Uh-huh. And um, he'll try to, like, set them up. And while he's setting them up, he's gonna fall in love with Hari and then just, like... Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. I'm hoping that, unlike uh, Devil's Part-Timer, that they're not going to introduce a bunch of new characters. Yeah. Because like, I feel like we have a good grasp on who is who, these mm-hmm. four people, you know. Yeah, they might introduce some side characters, but... Yeah. Okay, well then. So that was our show. Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can send us an email at... at um, soulmatespodcast at gmail.com we have a tumblr soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com um you can send us mail uh <laughs> you know the old fashioned way if you know us personally yes <laughs> send us things uh yeah please review us on itunes that would mean the world to us and uh we'll see you guys in two weeks see ya bye <laughs>